Namaste, hollers, and welcome to another episode of Chip and Andy's Dope, Joe. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, we have the one, the only, the amazing Yogi Meister himself, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. Namaste, Andy. Namaste. <laughs> I think I found my new voice for this show. <laughs> sir, sir, like a stone, Mr. Rogers. Yep, that works. Except I think Mr. Rogers was stoned on every episode of his show, too. Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, I don't you have... get that reference. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was about to say, he has no fucking idea what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> is, it, is it Kenny Rogers? Is that is that? No, that no, okay. no, no, no. Mr. Rogers was a... Yeah, was a television show over here on public TV, sort of in the lines of Sesame Street with puppets and this old, this really old nice guy that, you know, would come in, sing the song, take his shoes off, take his coat off, put on a vest, and want you to be his neighbor. And then these uh, puppets would show up. And sometimes he had guests. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I've never never seen or heard that before. <laughs> and the thing was, I think in uh, either Korea or World War Two, he was like some badass Green Beret that uh, killed thousands of people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Andy, uh, let's get into this. This is Chip and Andy's Dojo. It's been a couple of weeks. Our schedules are all screwed up still. I'm dying tonight, and I'm gonna. I'm going to say something right now, Andy. Um, I may yelp a couple times because uh, my foot is killing me tonight. So <laughs> I am on my gout medication. So, uh, but right now it hurts like hell. So if I move it or bump it or anything like that, uh, I might. I might. I might shout out, and I will try and keep the obscenities to the usual ones. No, n- nothing special for the show. <laughs> Nothing more offensive than our usual uh, list of obscenities. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we, you know, right now, first thing I think we need to do is we need to do a little uh, Shieldcast uh, programming note. We are less, we are six days away. Actually, five days and six hours? Not yeah, even six hours. Netflix has got a countdown that tells you exactly when oh. it, when it when it drops. So it's funny, like uh, we were me, me and the wife were watching I Zombie earlier, and uh, mm. just just before we started watching, like uh, it comes up and it's like the first thing that comes up when you put up Netflix is like big Defenders banner, six days, and she's like, "Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. Let's watch the trailer." I'm like, "Okay, I'll watch it again." <laughs> she's like. Oh, I really want to see this. And I'm like, okay, well, you haven't seen Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. She's like, I don't care. I'm just watching this. Like, okay. Okay. Um. All right. So yes, we are five days away from Defenders. When we're recording this, by the time it comes out, well, Defenders might even be out. Um. That all depends on Andy. <laughs> it, it depends on my schedule, but yes. Um. So we have we already have a title for our defenders show. Mm-hmm. We've agreed on one for once. No polls, no contest. 
we got we got our title. Um, I, I'll tell you what. We'll do two contests, Andy, because mm-hmm. I got a lot of boxes in my basement, and I got a lot of crap. All I right, were, I just thought you were going to say body somewhere in there. I, I, well, the, the, <laughs> the the boxes are kind of on top of the bodies. Gadget man's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we, we we let him out a couple weeks ago on B team. <laughs> um, but so I'm going to do two contests. All right. Mm-hmm. First is, guess the title of our Defenders show. Okay. All right. That's good. Over on yep. Facebook. Uh, you know, yes, we're doing these on Facebook. I don't care if you don't like Facebook. That's just the where we do things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you if you want in and you want to guess the title of our Defenders show, you have to go over to Facebook. And if we have a bunch of correct answers, I will put the names in a hat and draw one. And draw one. Now, what we haven't come up with yet is a theme song for our Defenders show. So, if you have an idea of what song we can pirate for the theme to our new Defenders uh, podcast starting in September, because we still got to finish this one! Mm. Um, (laughs) Okay, though. We're we're getting there, guys. We're going to do two episodes tonight, but I'm dying (laughs) here. (laughs) <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Um, it's like I was. I was so hoping you'd either fall asleep or say you're too tired. Uh, <laughs> you know me. I sh- I, sh- I show up no matter what. Just ask my other two shows whether they want me or not. It seems. <laughs> um, <laughs> gee, I think that medicine is making me a bit loopy tonight. <laughs> This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, uh, so if you come up with some music that you think would be if, – if you come up with your own composition, I'll, I'll make sure I throw in extra crap. Mm. I'll eat fiber first. Um, <laughs> but – uh, if you have a suggestion for what song we should use for our Defenders podcast and we decide to use it, uh, I will send you a box of crap. And like I said, I got a ton of crap. Thanks. So, all right. Um, do we have new? There's a bunch of news. And I don't want, uh, I threw a couple things in there and I don't want to do them tonight. Uh, the last one, especially. That's almost an episode in and of itself. And also, we covered a lot of it. But uh, some of the news, let's start with the big bomb that uh, I think we both have seen. And I'm sure we have some tweets on it. I'm going over there to look now. But uh, Disney's pulling the plug on Netflix. Yeah, this is a real weird announcement and piece of news, this, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, Disney's, Disney is uh, ending their deal with Netflix and is going to be launching their own streaming service of some form. Um, I believe it's 2019, I think they said it was, launching. Yeah, sometime in 2019. They're good. Um, they're also doing ESPN or ESPN, <laughs> or as my wife and I like to call it, ESPN, uh, based on one of their ad campaigns years ago. Um because Espen costs a lot of money to keep running and produce and all that stuff. 
and other, a lot of people are cutting the cord these days. Yep. And a lot of people don't like sports. And they don't want to pay for ESPN because that's a big chunk of your cable bill every month, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the sport channels over here are probably as much, if not more, than than like your basic cable package. Well, and that's the thing. ESPN is included, at least in the expanded basic. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people uh, get get butt hurt because they don't they don't want to pay for ESPN, and they know it's you know a good chunk of their cable bill each month. So, and a lot of people, you know, I would consider getting rid of cable if. Yeah, but my wife and I uh, enjoy uh, live sports, hmm. and my wife watches ESPN. <laughs> she's not watching ESPN; she's watching the NFL Network. So, right. <laughs> um, she, I'm not getting rid of cable anytime soon. So, if uh, there, if this was available, you know, hey, maybe. But. The other thing they're doing is they're going to start – I mean, and we've heard rumors about this for a while, that they were going to start their own streaming service and they were going to start their own Marvel channel and their own – you know, get, get a start a Disney or a Star Wars channel and uh, have uh, tons of programming for both of those. Well, right now it looks like they're just starting with the sports and then the Disney one, which will feature Marvel and Star Wars. While they have a lot of Star Wars stuff, I don't know if you could have a 24-7 channel. Um, I mean, you'd run out of shit within 60 days. I mean, you could have it. They'd have to syndicate a new, like at least one new show, though. Like Otherwise, it's just going to be reruns of old things. Because, I mean, yeah. they've, they've only got, like, what, maybe one current show, like uh, Star Wars Rebels, and I think that's, like, near its end. Right, and you have what six, four or five seasons of Clone Wars. So there's maybe a hundred episodes, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, the, there was another like Clone Wars show and stuff like that, but that's not none of that's canon. So I don't think they would bother to show that. Like the problem with the show, the canon things. But then how do? You, but then how do you deal with it? Like if they bring in like the, I mean, the Star Wars thing is like, yeah, that's gonna be there, and the movies will be there, and blah blah blah. That's fine, cool. But how do you then deal with like the Marvel stuff? Like, do you separate it so you've got like the MCU stuff and then you've got all the other shit? Well, like, at one point else? they were. How does, that, how does this work? At one point they were talking a Disney Channel, a Marvel Channel, and a Star Wars Channel. But I think they're starting to realize, yeah, even if we took everything that Netflix did, and I don't know when the rights would revert back to Disney on that. Mm. Um, and you took S.H.I.E.L.D. and you took Agent Carter and you took the, what, 15, 16 movies, which Netflix technically still has the rights to for a, uh, a while, mm, yeah. even after 2000. They have the rights to everything before 2019. Um, you know, you have, granted, you have a lot of animated Marvel stuff to work with. Uh, I mean, what else are you going to do? You're going to pull out, uh, you know, the old uh, Bill Bixby Hulk? 100% like I, if I was them I would put everything in and because I mean there's a lot of people that haven't seen that I mean that's your yeah. nighttime programming there right there but but the thing is if it's a streaming service then they just need to throw it all up there and people can watch what they want 
True. Like, say if True. you make it, if you made it like Netflix, you wouldn't be creating it like like you would a traditional TV channel. So you don't really need to have the same like amount of content. Yeah. Not not even amount. Like you don't need to have the same sort of programming. Like have certain shows at certain times. That's all. Thing. You can just yeah. throw it all up there, and people can watch what they want when they want. Which yeah. I mean, provided they do, and I, I think we're probably unfortunately going to be both locked in for this, regardless of what it is. But they should basically just do it like Netflix, but just for Disney things. And and that like that's appealing to me. Like I mean, like my daughter will love that because she'll get mm-hmm. to watch all the Disney things, and I'll love that because mm-hmm. I'll get to watch all the Marvel things. Um, mm-hmm. And my wife will hate it because I'll get to watch all the Star Wars things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ru- you ruined my joke, right? Because you made me realize, shit, that's right. This is a streaming service. This isn't a channel. When it was a channel, this joke would have worked. But right. <laughs> uh, on um, on December on uh, Christmas Eve, you gotta do twenty four hours of the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> yep, that's the only Christmas. Well, I mean, yeah. Disney has a lot of Christmas things. Well, no, just on if if it was a Star Wars channel. <laughs> yeah, there's no other Christmas Star Wars thing. So right, so you would have to do twenty four hours of the Chewbacca Christmas special. <laughs> That's it. But as a streaming service, uh, I, I would have to torture my family by just putting it on, uh, lo- looping it. <laughs> um, but I mean, what, what, what do you think about like the value proposition of this? Like, how much do you think they'll charge for this? How much do you think it's actually, it's it's going to be worth? I mean, because if you look at Netflix and like what Netflix is doing, the value proposition for Netflix, even if you take away the Marvel things, is like insane. And the same for your Amazon, because Amazon Prime also includes your free delivery. And your discounts and all that as well. Well, well, yeah, Amazon, you can't beat Amazon um, yeah. in terms of, uh, well, uh, Prime, because, you know, like you said, the free shipping is, it, it, I use it that. I don't, I've watched only one or two things on Amazon Prime. Hmm. So uh, we don't, you know, we still watch traditional tv for the most part hmm. you know except for except for the marvel netflix stuff and stranger things i don't know if we've actually sat down to binge a show yet you know uh someday you know uh that they, they actually had a couple of decent series on um network tv for the summer uh if you can you might want to check out midnight texas okay um it's it's a horror show, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a ta- you know, it's a town where zombies, vamp are not zombies, vampires, um, vampire hunters, people, uh, werewolves, all kind of live together, and uh, you know, because of where uh, of the makeup of the town, a lot of weird shit happens, and it's actually worth watching. I usually fall asleep during the first uh, w- watch through because I'm exhausted after work, but uh, I, I actually have gone back and watched it, and it's a decent show, and it's done by NBC. So if you have access to, uh, I don't know if it's on Hulu or you know, you know, on the Shield holodeck, you may want to check that out when you get a chance. It's it, it's gotten decent. And it, you know it's 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 a summer uh, series. We're we're watching one other. It's called uh, Salvation, and it's it, you know it's the giant. There's a meteor on its way to Earth, and it's going to be here in uh, 180 days or something like that. Hmm. And you know it's 
Armageddon. It's you know what whatever uh, meteor movies you want spread out over thirteen episodes, and it, it's good popcorn fare. So those those are the two series we're uh, actively watching uh, this summer. But um, getting back to the Netflix thing, if you take the Marvel out of Netflix. It does lose some value to me, but I think I would still keep it. Hmm. At le- you know, at least for now, because there are a lot of series that hopefully I get around to watching sometime. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know what this says about Hulu and the Runaways show. Hulu's got two, right? They got uh no, Freeform's got two. Um, so I'm not sure what that means for them. Uh, and then how much is Disney going to charge for this? And do you, you know, I mean, uh, my co-host Ryan, uh, gets Netflix when he needs it. Okay. Oh, he uses that email address for free trials. (laughs) That or, you know, he pays for a month and then cancels Uh, and, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and I guess you could do that. And would that be an option? Maybe. Um, but you know, I would think Netflix has been able to put out what two or three new shows a month. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, at least, yeah. Plus, and they plus have access- movies and stuff they do as well. Right, and, and the net they do network television shows, right? Um, Not as quick. I mean, over here they do like they they're probably one of the best like. Uh, ways for us to get shows over in the UK because like a lot of the shows like when you guys get them over on uh, like broadcast weekly um, over mm-hmm. there they'll like Netflix has picked up the viewing rights for in the UK so basically mm-hmm. when the episode shows up on uh, in America like it will be available to watch in the UK the next day on Netflix like and every week the new episode will drop uh, which is ideal because you can just watch it whenever suits you and you don't need to bothered about showing up at a certain time to watch it on the on TV or not. Like, I, I absolutely love that. They started doing it with uh, Breaking Bad, the, the final mm-hmm. season of Breaking Bad, and they've just, like, doubled down on shows since then. They've got, like, Once Upon a Time and things like iZombie and uh, and that sort of stuff. Pretty Little Liars is on there as well. Okay, yeah. have got, yep. got all, all of those shows, like, all all wrapped up, so the, the value proposition over here is insane. <laughs> Even without them, even without the Marvel shows, but like uh, I, I wanted to draw attention to something that, that Forbes has said about mm-hmm. uh, about this whole thing, um, and basically they've said that the waters of the entertainment business can be muddy and contracts hard to figure out for the average viewer. But rest assured that the Disney theatrical distribution deal and the Marvel television development deal are two separate things. So that means like that the Netflix shows like. Uh, the the Hell's Kitchen universe is uh, seemingly still in Netflix's court, and that doesn't seem to be included in what Disney's doing with their stream service for the moment. Obviously, for now, for now, yeah. Obviously, like this is we're talking like 2019, probably before this thing mm-hmm. launches for the Disney stuff, the stuff that we're going to be interested in. I think, like like you said, the ESPN stuff probably come before that, but um, they have said that. Uh, US Netflix members will have access to all the Disney films on the service until the end of 2019 including all the new films that are shown theatrically through to the end of 2018 
So that means right. those movies that haven't even come out yet that will go onto the service and be be able to be watchable before like this all goes away. Yep. So, in order, getting back to where we were, in order for this to be a value proposition, uh, uh, Netflix probably comes out with what three or four new episodes a month or new uh, new series a month. Probably o- yeah. over everything. Yeah, yeah. So Disney's going to have to be able to do something like that as well. Now, Disney has the money to do it. It certainly has more money than Netflix in order to pull something like that off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, you have three different universes at least to uh, draw from. And I don't know. Do, I think they own Avatar now, too. So you could technically, uh, with five Avatar movies coming or four or whatever <laughs> it is. I don't uh, believe that for one second until I see something happen. Like, until I see a trailer Avatar is a standalone movie and nothing else exists. <laughs> well, I think they're they're um, there's I mean they have ramped up production on Avatar 2. I mean they're yeah. writing scripts and doing that. So and I, actually it has a date. They they moved uh they moved episode 9. Mm-hmm. Uh which was uh December 2019. I think they moved it back to May of 2019. Okay. Well, like I say, I'll believe it when I see a trailer, but... <laughs> so, because they're going to do Avatar uh, at Christmas 2019. Hmm. Okay. So... We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and we'll certainly keep you guys abreast of... Uh, the news as we get it and you know James Warren and uh, Tim Hernandez uh, both uh, shot us stories about that this um, what else do we have Ryan there I mean there's so much I mean we've been gone for a couple weeks so yeah I mean a, a lot of the other stuff is just stuff from Twitter that the guys have have been mm-hmm. sending us over well well I think this is a major story and this this goes back to Shield. Remember that show? Um, yeah, it's yeah, a foundation. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, according to this, Ward is back in season five. No way. There's no way he can come back unless it's a flashback. Well, it's um, Jeff Ward. Right. <laughs> and he is going to be a. Um, Recurring character in season five. So wait, that's that's Ward's brother. That no, was, no, the guy, no? the actor's name is. Jeff oh Ward. right, okay, okay, because <laughs> I was like, his brother's dead too, is he not? Yes. Yeah. So okay, who who is he going to be playing? Do, they don't say no. yet. He could be Cree because we th- we've heard rumors that the Cree will be back uh, in season five. Mm. But he comes from Lifetime's uh, Manson's Lost Girls, and he was the is the lead in Sci-Fi's Channel Zero season two. Okay, I haven't heard of those. So, uh, no, neither have I. I've, I kind of stopped watching things on Sci-Fi to, for the most part. Um, so, but you know, the season season two uh, or season five of Shield is. 
they're filming episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm pleased they're doing that. Um, do, do you think they've like brought it forward a wee bit? Like because yes. of the the because no no I I know they've brought it forward, but do you think they have brought it forward because of the uh, reception to Inhumans? <sighs> like from you the know, trailers and stuff like that, and from the initial like previews and that, people don't seem to like it. I would almost think you're better off distancing yourself and letting people recover from uh, the Inhumans before you go out and do it. I don't know. I mean, if it's that bad, I'd rather just, I'd rather they put something good out immediately. Or maybe, or maybe they're setting up so that like Inhumans is bad and then everyone goes into shield and they're like, oh my god, this is the best show ever. <laughs> maybe they've done it all on purpose to boost shield ratings. Maybe. But uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. will be back. <laughs> you know, this this was another story that, uh, that I put in there uh, since we last recorded. Uh, you know, our dreams of, you know, and granted, okay, yes, I know, we've been taking weeks off uh, quite a bit this summer. Hopefully things calm down. We kind of have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully uh, we will be uh, doing the shows on a more regular basis going forward. We keep saying that, but shit happens. Uh, but our dreams of maybe a little bit of a winter break have been shattered, Andy. That's my shattering noise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because as soon as the Inhumans finish and... You know, I, I I always, you know me. I'm a doubting I'm a doubting Thomas on all of these shows uh, and movies. And you know, this one apparently is living up to my low expectations so far, from everything we've heard. But um, there, there's not going to be a break. They're going to start uh, the Inhumans the 29th, and it should finish around November 10th. Because I think it's a two-hour premiere. They're going to do the two episodes, the first two episodes, that Friday night, just like the movie. And then uh, Shield's going to start up uh, the week after. Yeah, that's fine. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, it all works. <laughs> I'm curious to see the crossover. Like what they do with regards to references from one to the other, especially in the actual Inhuman show. Like how how will they reference what's been going on in Shield? Because we know yeah, they're com- th- we know they're coming to Earth, and Earth people know about the Inhumans. It's public knowledge. So what does the public think about these other Inhumans coming down, and what do these Inhumans think about the other Inhumans that are already here? Yeah, and. See, I, I don't know, you know, maybe we see a uh, Daisy uh, guest appearance. I mean, that's what I would guess. It would be Daisy or um, one of the, you know, maybe Yo-Yo. You know, I don't think you're going to see Coulson there. It would be nice, but, you know, I'm not I, – I, I don't have high hopes for that. I think something would have leaked if somebody had seen uh, Clark Gregg on the set. True. Or saw, saw him uh, – you know, on a plane to Hawaii uh, <laughs> last, you know, last spring. Mm. Um, 
So I don't think we'll see Clark Gregg, but you know we might see Daisy, we might see uh, Yo-Yo, uh, something like that. But I have a feeling, if anything, we will see characters from the Inhumans cross uh, appear in an episode or two of Shield. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's more likely. Uh, I, I think we're probably more likely to see like somebody like Daisy, like hearing about the whatever's happened in the Inhumans and being like. Oh, these are these are like my people, like and especially if they're revealed as like the royal family of the Inhumans, um, and she's gonna want to go and meet the meet with them and like go, oh, what's the deal, blah blah blah, and all this heritage sort of things, um, and I would expect that we would get to see her meet with Medusa and whatnot. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I, I I mean I, I would like to see the crossover and you know we, we've already talked uh, a million times about this stuff so I'm not you know uh, the Netflix shows need to uh, show up uh, you know th- there needs to be crossover between all three platforms network television streaming and the movies and I think that article I sent you today kind of goes into that but like I said I don't want to do that tonight. Um, it it is an interesting read, though. Um, you know, basically how how the, how uh, the television universe is killing the Marvel franchise. Um, but where was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loopy, people. Um, so. But uh, yeah, the cross, you know, the crossover, you know, has been confirmed. But I think it's going to be more on the back end than uh, forward. Maybe there'll be an appearance or two. Maybe it will get a few more people to watch the Inhumans. Um, The uh, apparently the television, the TCA uh, panel on the Inhumans was bad awkward and jeff Loeb uh, kind of lost his shit apparently hmm. and he is saying well it's um that um you know the screeners that the the previews that people are getting are before the final effects are in yeah i did, I did read an article today that was uh from the director of of the Inhumans, and he was saying that he wasn't happy with the trailer that was put out because, like you say, Medusa's hair, like, stuff wasn't finished, and obviously the PR people, like, cut these trailers together from footage that is in the can there that they have access to, and they just, like, put together a kind of a sizzle reel, basically, to try and build hype, and the director's come and said that, yeah, the trailer was a bit shit, essentially. <laughs> And uh, he he asked them to wait on it, and they said no, we need to put it out. So, um, I've I've seen they had a uh, new clip on Kimmel a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was Medusa and uh, Black Bolt's brother. I can't remember his name. Um, Maximus. Maximus. Yeah. And Maximus is the guy from Game of Thrones. I don't know uh, which one it is, but because um, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> he, play, he played Ramsey Bolton in, on Game of Thrones. Okay. And it was all right. Hmm. 
ba- basically is trying to put moves on Medusa. Hmm. Well, I mean, that heel. <laughs> He's a heel man. So, uh, and yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't like Medusa's look. I don't know. It's something about the costumes. And in fact, that article I was, uh, ref- that I keep referencing and maybe I'll just kind of pull it in as we talk here a little bit. But one of the things was, uh, the costumes in the Marvel series for the most part suck other than daredevils. They have done a shitty job of putting people in costume in the television shows. Ghost Rider was fine. Ghost, okay, Ghost Rider. That that was all CG. Well, you know, he's, I mean, his leathers and that were, yeah. were mm-hmm. pretty much Okay, on point. I'll give it... Uh, okay, but we had Crock-Pot Head. <laughs> well, yep. From um, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage is a very understated costume. Iron Fist has no costume. Spoilers. Well... Yeah, well, um, one of the things, well, this is an article that we got from one of our tweets. I, can't, I don't remember if it was Tim or James. Uh, I'll have to go back and look. But apparently in Defenders, uh, Matt Murdock or Daredevil is going to offer the services of Melvin to them. Good. <laughs> yeah, it was James Warren. Uh so um, there, he, you know. So we might see what's it, who's he play Guardian. Uh, y- yes, I believe that uh, is his his name. Yeah. So he may appear in Defenders as well. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I don't, I don't think like Jessica Jones will will never wear a costume. Like that's just it's just not in her character. I mean they've covered that in the show already. They, yeah. they pulled out that silly costume and she was like, eh, no. Um, look Did they use, was it the comic book or was it in the show that they used the line Captain Camel Toe? Uh, I think it was definitely in the comic book. I don't know if they yeah. used it in the show. But uh, but Luke Cage doesn't need, a, doesn't need a costume. He's out there as like the hero of Harlem. He's already publicly yeah. exposed. Um, and Jessica His costume is a bullet r- riddled hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, a tight-fitting tank top, like, and a pair of jeans. Like, there you go. That's him. Yeah. Not, not even a tank top. Just a tight-fitting t-shirt and a and a uh, a pair of jeans, and that's him. Good to go. Um, but uh, Iron Fist needs a costume because he, by day, he's a well-known businessman, so he can't be seen like running about the streets at night fighting against yakuza people. Like, he needs a costume to disguise himself. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, I mean, if the, this article that James sent us kind of says, you know, Danny doesn't really need a costume. I mean, he can be open. You know, he's Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. But you shouldn't be. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we've seen this. Like, having your identity known and whatnot, it affects your family and like all your other parts of your life. Like, look at like what happened to Peter Parker after the Civil mm-hmm. War in the comics. Like, his life got completely fucked because he revealed mm-hmm. who he was. Um, and and you see that start to happen in Daredevil season three. I'm sure when like when the Kingpin is most likely going to learn that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. And he starts like pulling apart Matt's life, like his life as Matt. So I think the the issue of like the secret identity needs to be raised. And I mean, Iron Fist like needs a cool costume. 
Daredevil has a cool costume now. His costume's fine. So Iron Fist needs to get one as well. The other, the other guys don't need one. Yeah. So um, we got a whole bunch of news here, and if we don't get to it all, I apologize. Um, this kind of goes back to the net, the Netflix Disney thing. You know, Jeremy Renner is still hopes that there uh, a Hawkeye Netflix series happens. Well, if it doesn't happen at Netflix, that that'd be a great uh, launch series for the. I know you're not a uh, Hawkeye fan, but that'd be a great series to launch uh, your Disney uh, streaming with. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I would be more down for, like, uh, a Hawkeye TV show than, like, what they do with Hawkeye in the, uh, in the movies. Because it's just, like, he's a bit part throwaway character, essentially. Apart from he, him being the moral compass in uh, Age of Ultron. Yep. Um, what else? Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has started filming? Yes. Um... I still don't like Hank Pym in this. <laughs> uh, every time I see a picture of like Michael Douglas's Hank Pym, I'm like, nope, it's not my Hank Pym. <laughs> I almost wish he just wasn't in this. Like, and I really just hope they kill him off in this movie so that we don't have to see him again. And they did. Uh, we, it was actually like a bit of news that we missed from Comic Con. Uh, they did confirm that Judy Greer's going to be back in uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp as well. Uh, playing Scott Lang's ex-wife Maggie, and um, okay. we would we would assume that it'll be the same actress back playing uh, Cassie Lang, and it's probably the same actor back playing her uh, her new boyfriend. Um, th- this is a stretch, but it was another article. Ant Man and the Wasp casca- casting call contains p- possible Civil War connection. Mm-hmm. They were looking for prisoners and prison guards. You know, and could could it be a uh, callback to the Civil War and the raft? I guess. I mean, I guess if you want to call it a callback, if there's a scene in the raft, I don't think it's going to be their escape from the raft. Yeah, I mean, like it's basically assumed that Cap freed everybody that was in the raft yeah. at the end of Civil War, so he's already out and back on the run basically by the time. Ant-Man of the Wasp starts, we would assume. So. I did, I did read one thing that uh, apparently Jamie Alexander is back as Sif in Thor, Sif, Ra- yeah. Thor Ragnarok. I'm not quite sure how that's going to fit in though because like, if you look at the trailers, she's not in the trailers at all and they've quite clearly set it up as like being this like four-piece Ghostbusters type team-up movie with Thor, Hulk, Valkyrie and Loki. So I don't know how Sif fits into that. Maybe she dies. She might. Who knows? That would be a shame because Sif's cool. Yeah. Um, one or two. One or two more. First of all, Aunt Milf the movie has broken three hundred million here in the in the domestic box office, and I think its global uh, earnings so far puts it as the number two Spider-Man movie. If I read right earlier. Okay. Well, good for it. Um, yeah. It's probably not the best Spider-Man movie out of all the Spider-Man movies, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I do like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. But the the movie's got some flaws that we'll we'll get to when we do a spoiler cast. Yeah. And Avengers Four has started filming. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm very wary about looking at anything to do with Avengers 4 because I don't want spoilers for Avengers 3. Yeah. Which we we still need to wait quite a while to see. (laughs) So, yeah... This one goes in. This one goes into. So, what storyline could they use for Avengers for the House of M, uh, Secret Invasion, things like that? They can't do House of M. There's no way. Not without mutants. I mean, House of M is all about mutants. Well, they did Civil War with a dozen characters. Well, that's true. Yeah, Civil War in name only, as we've said. So, yeah, but we're not going to get into that because I don't even. I'm with you. I'm try. I actually am being very careful what I read about Avengers Four. I'm being careful about what I read about Thor these days. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm trying not to read too much into into things with that. It, the trailers like have, have sold that movie a hundred percent. Like they've done, they've done a great like job with the trailers on those. So, um, all right. I think we should uh, get into. We're only doing one episode this week because I'm dying. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go into episode five and uh, then wrap this up. So uh, I-, I think we should move on to that. Yes. We so we've already done what? Probably at 45 minutes. Yeah, forty-five yeah. minutes on news. <laughs> so let's. Uh, uh, technically, we only have a ninety-minute show over on uh, all games. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get into this week's uh, episode, episode five of Iron Fist. And Andy, what was the title? It was called Underleaf Pluck Lotus. <laughs> Try saying Be that. Careful how you say fast. that. Yeah, 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 I know. yeah you're gonna. You, you, somebody may slap you. Yeah. I- I don't know what that is, but like, okay. I mean, I like the titles for the Iron Fist episodes. They're much better than the, any of the Luke Cage uh, episode titles, which I hated all of them because they didn't make any sense and they were all just like the songs from, I forget who it was, but like songs from uh, some rapper. Right. But, uh, but I mean, these ones are more kind of in keeping with the, the theme of the show. They're like, like uh, kung fu moves and that sort of thing, and weird, <laughs> weird things like about lotuses. Okay, I'm sure this is probably a kung fu move. Anyway, uh, this this episode kicks off when we see some uh, sexy serpent l- drug ladies promoting a new form of heroin. This is uh, synthetic heroin, which is a kind of scary thought, to be honest. Um, we see a junkie take it and like a patch form so like this is a guy who's got like uh, a load of scarification on his arms from injecting heroin over the years Um, and the the lady puts it like on his uh, on his arm as like it's kind of like a bit of cling film sort of thing Mm -hmm. or saran wrap depending on what you call it Um, and after a few seconds he just like takes a hit and like falls on the floor and you're like, okay, well, that was intense. And after uh, after a couple of minutes, he like wakes back up and he says it felt like the first time again. Uh, and the the lady claims that this is the feeling that all drug users will get from this drug every time they use it, 
which is kind of one of those like things for uh for for drug dealers that I believe mm-hmm. is that they keep chasing like the the high they get the first time is never as good the second time or the third time and so on. It kind of the the body builds up a resistance to it and uh, because chasing of the, the dragon, yeah, chasing the dragon because of the way this drug is created, uh, the body doesn't build up a resistance to it. So it's always the first time, and the hit is always like strong. So that's a that's a powerful product for drug dealers to be able to sell, and it's uh, good marketing. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the way yes they they were trained in how to present that absolutely mm. yeah very it's good almost like going movie. to a it's almost like going to a video game convention with the booth babes yeah it's kind of like that these are the, the <laughs> drug the drug babes <laughs> it's so strange because like with the the three of them are like walking down the street together and they look like they kind of seem, seem like air hostesses. Yeah, but then yep. they've got these like bags full of drugs. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is funny. Uh, meanwhile, Danny's had his uh, lab lady analyze the sample that he was sent at the end of the last episode, and she's discovered that this is like a totally chemical drug, so it's actually completely legal. Uh, there's nothing like illegal about it because there's no opiates or anything like that in it. It's completely made in a lab, basically. Uh, we also see uh, Joy having a meeting with a lawyer about uh, one of the Rand plants potentially causing cancer to some people, uh, despite the fact that they followed all the government guidelines. Um, the and a lady gets kind of like upset in this because she's just playing it off like bit all business like and not showing like any human emotions to towards them. She's just like, well, if there is. If there has been an issue, like it's not being caused by us, it's been caused by the way the government sets up these things, the guidelines that we have to follow. Like, take it up with them, go and fight them, like, leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is, from a business point of view, you're like, okay, well, I get it. Yeah, you know. But she's, she's definitely. As, as somebody it, that yeah. is kind of involved in that type of stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> Uh, sometimes that sucks, mm-hmm. but you know, this is what the law says. You don't like it? Talk to your congressman. Yeah, talk, and to, Donald, I, talk to Donald Trump, chap. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I'm dealing with. It's like, yeah, blame the governor, um, because yeah. most of the stuff I'm dealing with is uh, on the state level. But um, it's you know. And I get it from both sides, from uh, the people I insure and uh, the the people that get hurt. Mm, yeah. Both are pissed. Why are you, you know, why are you paying this? Uh, well, this is what the law says, but it didn't happen. You know, uh, you know, I'll be talking to the to the employers explaining why we're going to have to pay this, mm. even though it's bullshit. Or well, the guy has only been on the job a week, and mm. you know, it's probably from his old job, but. You know, or, you know, this is the, uh, no, even though they don't usually work Saturdays and Sundays, when I calculate what I owe them, I have to uh, pay them for Saturday and Sunday as well. And then, Mm. uh, you know, the injured people are, why are you cutting my pay down to this low amount? And it's like, well, this is, this is the rate that the state set. I have no, I have no, this is the formula. This is the math. This Mm. is what you get. Don't like it. 
call your congressman. Yeah, I, I mean, like, in like in this situation as well, like uh, their hands are kind of tied, you know. And okay, they could do more to like cut their emissions or whatnot, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're a business and they're operating within the laws that they've been told to operate within. Um, and if there is like spillover from that, then it's of course unfortunate and mm. nobody's happy about it. But this is what they were told to do by the people that make the laws. So, like, yeah, if there is a problem, go and speak to your congressman or fucking Donald Trump. I'm sure he'll try and <laughs> he'll tweet about it and be angry about it. <laughs> and then he'll nuke you. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> God, that's a scary situation right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and and Monday's day zero, so this could be the last episode you and I ever do. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll all be fine. Fortunately, Fat Boy isn't targeting Scotland yet. Well, well, yeah, (laughs) he has a golf course here. Someone could target him. (laughs) I'm talking about the fat guy in North Korea. Well, that's what, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean, but yeah. like, uh, Trump has a golf course here, so <laughs> we're, we're on the radar, Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, Joy is Joy's clearly kind of conflicted about it because like her moral compass wants to help these people, but like at the end of the day, she is a businesswoman and she has to protect the business first and foremost, so she's kind of like, yeah, I'm sorry, but this, this is... Yeah, it's shit, but yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, and yeah. To be fair, she doesn't actually say I'm sorry. No. <laughs> She's just like the law is go and see the law. Right, okay. Thanks. Thanks for that compassion there. Nice. <laughs> but um other otherwise, uh Danny then goes in to show Ward the, the sample of the heroin that he was given. And he tells them that it's been shipped in through the new Rand Pier that they acquired. Uh, and uh, he, he also tells them uh, about Shao Lao the Undying, who was a dra- who's a dragon, made Danny the living weapon so that he can like fight with uh, the hand and deal with all these sort of problems. Uh, and he says the immortal line chip. Which is? It's all connected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, you bastard. It's not really all connected. It's a little bit connected with a loose, loose thread. He should have said it's all connected, sort of. Sort of, yeah. It's like having a jumper where you have to like pull the sleeves on and they're not attached to the uh, to the uh, body of it in any way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, and, and Ward is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because like, he's, I mean, Danny sounds crazy. Like in this situation, because he's talking about like this drug deals going on, these machete guys, and like how he was made this immortal weapon by a dragon. And Walter's like, "What the fuck are you smoking?" You know, with how uh, naive and open Danny is, why doesn't he just summon the the Iron Fist? Yeah, and show you, him. I mean, you, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And we're like, look, look at my fist. Like this is. This is what I am, and Ward will be like, okay. But, I mean, to be fair, like, Ward has seen him, like, punch through a wall, like, on yeah. the camera. So, I mean, he knows about, he knows there's something, like, different about Danny. 
in terms of like that he is powered in some way but I mean this is a world where people do have powers and have gotten them mostly through science and experimentation and whatnot, not through mystical dragons yeah. but but yeah so uh, the hand is using Ran to smuggle th- synthetic heroin into the city um, Ward however is not interested in it and Danny leaves and he leaves the heroin on Ward's desk and Ward puts it into his desk uh, Joy questions with Ward whether they are on the right side of this and and I mean we, we kind of mentioned that already but Ward's like yeah you're just like a, you're a businesswoman you're doing the right thing and the fact that you are questioning it means you know, that you're a good person so you are on the right side she's like oh okay and as uh, so Danny leaves the the building to go and investigate more about this uh, this heroin in the pier and whatnot, and and I don't know if you noticed this shit, but see as he's leaving, the sexy serpent ladies go into the Rand building. Yeah, I think I did spot that. Like as he's opening the door, they're mm-hmm. going in. No, yeah, yes. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like. Why are they going to Rand? Are they going to try and sell the drugs to them? Or what's the deal there? They probably work there. Well, there is that possibility because we know that like, the hand is all up in Rand. So, interesting. And we don't find anything more about that out in this episode mm. or even the next one. Um, but yeah, uh, when Danny goes out, one of the claimants against the, the Rand plant uh, shows Danny a photo of her son. And he says he's sorry and that he'll make this right. And surprise, surprise, her lawyer films this, as you do in this day and age. You just film people saying whatever to try and blackmail them. Like, great, good job, guys. It, that that like that wouldn't really be like admissible in a court of law, I wouldn't imagine, because he's been effectively coerced into saying that. That could be spun, but it certainly mm. makes the news. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of agree with you. It's like, look, this woman comes up and shows a picture of her sick kid and says it's his fault and Danny doesn't know much or anything about it. Mm-hmm. And what what is he supposed to say? I mean, if he if he pushed her out of the way or said I don't have time for you, bitch, he'd mm-hmm. film that and use it against him. Yeah, like and it would be the headline Danny Rand heartless bastard that sort of thing. But but yeah, I mean like that, Danny will. I, I would go even further than that. He wouldn't know anything about this whatsoever. Yeah. Like, because I mean, he's only just come into the company, like maybe a few days ago. Like, he hasn't had time to get up to speed on all the dealings of things that have been going on for like presumably years. Um, before he was before he came back, so like he, he got ambushed. Yeah, I mean this this lady just like surprised him. And do you know what it reminded me a little bit of? Do you remember uh in uh, I, th- I believe it was in Civil War when Tony Stark's just given the speech to the uh, the uh, it's like the university crowd announcing the Stark mm-hmm. Foundation yep. and all that, yep. and then yep. he's waiting and... on the left, and the lady like comes up to him and like shows him the picture of her son that died, like mm-hmm. just being ambushed like that. Um, much as like I mean that's kind of similar to the way it happened in the comic book, but like this totally reminded me of that, except kind of worse <laughs> because I mean at least Tony Stark knows that like this bad shit happened and that it's kind of on him even if yes he was trying to do the right thing like 
this bad shit happens and he needs to try and clear it up and and he like they did something about it at least but I mean Danny doesn't know anything about this and no. it's not Danny's fault he wasn't there he got ambushed but yeah he absolutely got ambushed um, and her, her, so this lawyer films it and we'll get back to that in a bit um, we also see uh, Colleen training Claire who is doing these really weird lunge kicks did you think these kicks were a bit strange? They were they were a little different. Like <laughs> the way she's kicking, it's just like she's like really gangly and just like I don't know. Like it just didn't look like a natural way that you would want to kick somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It seemed, seemed it seemed to be doing the job and be powerful enough anyway. Um, and Danny then arrives and he has ordered sit in takeout for uh for himself and Colleen which is very I think that's a bit presumptuous like oh by the way you're just gonna have lunch with me right now like doesn't matter what you're doing like we're having lunch here right now and I've got a table with chairs and like all this food like okay this is happening but it's not a date but it's not a date no (laughs) so uh Claire Claire does join them and I I think this is kind of like she sees that there's a bit of like there's something between these two but they need like a little bit of like an icebreaker almost mm-hmm. so she is like she kind of sees it as her being the icebreaker and also like the the protector of Colleen to make sure she's not like she's cool with just this being like a sort of date yeah it was uh, it was awkward but I think once again we're seeing you know, everybody, you know, fish out of water. All of a sudden, uh, Danny is now a adult. Mm. He's been in a monastery since he he was 12. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much interaction he's had with women oh, up yeah, in the monastery. Be, I mean, there wouldn't be any women in the monastery, you wouldn't imagine. No, but there was some – he and somebody would sneak down to – check out the girls in the town near the monastery or something. I know there was a mention of that at one point. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that in a minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we, we also see uh, Ward and Joy uh, finding out about Danny's the video that was made of Danny and they, they call it his blunder and uh, Ward is like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. He's the CEO of a corporate company and he's basically just admitted liability. Um, and they kind of discuss what to do and they mention, and Ward says, well, Look, basically, he's been set up here, so we can we can spin it back around and go. Look, he was ambushed and, and all that sort of stuff, and also that he doesn't know anything about it, and they can probably spin it to be fine. Still fight it in the court, and there's still no no real evidence to tie the two things uh, together in terms of the the cancer and the the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joy does mention that it does still look bad for them. Like the publicity that this will, will give them could hurt them a bit. In the, in the both the short and long term, um, even. So she reckons that it might be cheaper for them just to settle rather than to fight in court, um, and still have to go all through all the court fees and all that sort of stuff, uh, and then, uh, and then obviously potentially lose business because of the bad publicity that this video will generate in the short term. Yeah, your stock's gonna take a hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. and that's the most important thing. Yep. 
in a business world, yep, hundred percent. But um, but Waldo's Waldo's a bit kind of not keen, um, and we see him we see him popping some more pills after Joy leaves, and he gets a text from Harold, which tells him to do what Joy says, and this he's like, oh, I love this scene. Yeah, he's just like looking around and like it's the realization that. Like his dad is just sitting in his like wee room, just watching everything that's going on, and then him telling him what, like basically what to do is like, well, who's actually running this company? Is it me or is it like my dad essentially? And and he just then like starts looking around the room for cameras <laughs> and just like flipping the bird at the whole room, <laughs> like like a fourteen year old. Yep. Like, fuck you, uh, fuck you, dad. Fuck you. <laughs> like when your dad would yell at you from the other room and you're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Turn the music down. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and mow the lawn. <laughs> so, I mean, immediately when you when he does that, you're like, well, he's going to do the opposite from what he's been told to do there. Uh, so back at, the, back at the dojo, Danny says a, a kind of, Kunlun blessing before they before they have dinner, um, we find out that Danny used to sneak down into one of the villages and eat donkey with Davos. Now, um, do you, do you remember Davos from the comics? No. So I Davos. Mm. My my uh, experience with Iron Fist was I would say 99% Power Man and Iron Fist which never really went to Kunlun that I recall okay so so Davos in the in the comic books is the Steel Serpent okay so he's like who's that he, he's essentially like uh, Iron Fist's nemesis basically okay um, he did he, he was at Kunlun he did like train uh, train and whatnot as well um, but he went on a different path and ended up he became a bad guy. So he is see the the symbol that's on the uh, on all the heroin packets. Yep, that's the the symbol of the steel serpent. But it's very similar to Danny's uh, symbol. It, it is, but like Danny's one is is the dragon and it has like the wings and that. Um, the steel serpent is just the like the body. Okay. okay. But it, it, I would agree, it's very similar. Uh, however, the uh, however, uh, Danny seems to be friends with uh, with Davos still, even at this point, because he he doesn't speak like ill of him or anything like that. So, it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. Um, Danny also mentions that he took a vow of chastity at the monastery. I mean, if yep. you're if you're like in with all these monks, you're gonna go, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't want anything to do with any of you monks, so I'm. <laughs> I'm thinking about chastity. Stay away from me. I there yes. No, I'm not going there. Chip, <laughs> stay away. But but I mean we don't know we don't know yep. what he's done like since uh since he left the monastery because presumably mm. he's been like traveling back for a, a while at least because he didn't have a passport or anything like that like an official passport so you don't know what he's done in the, in yeah. the meantime. I would I would assume that he's because I mean he's, he's a handsome enough man. He's probably. N- not of a virgin at this point, you wouldn't imagine. I think he is. You think he is? Okay. Think he is. I think Colleen's his first. Oops, spoilers. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that yet, Chip. Well, they won't they? It's a well, they won't they? 
Um, but yeah, he he also mentions that the reason that he took so long to come back to uh, to New York was because uh, the way from Kunlun was closed, and this is basically the first opportunity that he's had to come back. Like, okay, so that would be like what thirteen years, something like that. Something like that. 12, 13 yeah. years, yeah. Yeah. And presumably, like, if he wants to go back, it's going to be the same again. Yeah. Um, Claire, yeah. Uh, Claire, at this point, takes leftovers uh, and leaves. Namaste. She takes a lot of leftovers. She does? She Well, I mean, like, she, it's probably she, She's loading up. Food. Yeah. I mean, it's probably really good, really expensive food. And there's no, yeah. there's absolutely no way that those two are going to eat all that. Yeah, but she, I mean, one box, one box. No, I think I, if I was in that situation, I've been done. <laughs> I've been done out of half a half a kung fu lesson. You're you're paying me in food. <laughs> all right, but yeah, she does say namaste, which I thought was cool. A, a nod to our show, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, and then and then Danny and Colin get out to business. Um, so basically, Danny wants Colin's help to uncover a heroin shipment at the pier tonight. So you reckon it's coming in about half past eight, and they're, they're, he wants her to essentially watch his back. Uh, he also mentions in here that uh, if she comes with him, she can have a have the month off of paying rent. <laughs> Because uh, oh yeah, he bought her building. <laughs> like okay, Danny, just swing your big money deck around. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's her new landlord, uh, and so she agrees to to go with him and help him out as long as he fixes the leak under her sink, or has someone fix it, which is the least that he can do really. Obviously, yeah. Uh, Ward then convenes with the board, including Joy. Danny is not there. He has not shown up for the meeting because he doesn't answer his phone when he's meditating and on uh, not dates with, with Colleen. Uh, the, the board wants to basically settle uh, settle the claim, pay, pay out the money and just make this go away so that the video doesn't get made public and whatnot. Uh, but Ward kind of vetoes it and Joy basically backs him up because... Well, all the decisions that Ward has made have never failed the company. Even if like people have disagreed with it before, down the line, like especially Joy, down the line she's always looked back and gone, Okay, well that's fair enough, you made the right call. Yep. Uh, we see Colin and Danny some more at the dojo, uh having some flirty sword and nunchuck play. This is the weirdest <laughs> foreplay I've ever seen. <laughs> With a sword and some nunchucks, like it, it, it kind of works for their characters though, and it was like kind of a kill scene. It's like a sort of mating dance almost with them. Sure, I'll go with that. But, but I mean, they they both had some like really cool moves in amongst it, like uh, twirling the swords and the nunchucks around. Yeah, and and uh, obviously. Uh, because they didn't take the deal, uh, the video of Danny uh, admitting the co- admit liability basically is uh, put online, and uh, Ward ignores Harold's call when he phones him about it. Just completely patches him. 
So he's uh, he's trying to get out from the under the thumb of his dad, by the looks of it. He's trying to get some control in his life. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's fair enough because his dad is obviously a very controlling man. So you it's think? Understandable that, yeah, it's understandable that he would want to fight back against that. Uh, now, over at the pier later that night, uh, Colleen warns Danny about people trying to take advantage of him, and like be- because he's a public figure and he everybody knows he's got money and whatnot. So obviously, this is kind of referencing what's happened with this woman earlier. She's it, maybe not, maybe it's not been her idea, but her or maybe it's been her lawyer's idea. But they've kind of coerced to take advantage of Danny's like good nature and his almost his like naivety about these sort of things. Yep. Uh, and we do see as well that the guards that are uh, at this pier have machine guns. And uh, Colleen's not a fan of this. She's like, oh, I thought they were, we were just going to make, make fight some guys. But uh, yeah, I don't want to be shot at. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, she does mention that uh, when she was fighting in the Leo Cage fights, she felt good hurting the guys in the, in the fights. Which is kind of a weird thing for like a... Sort of, uh, dojo leader to say because usually they're supposed to be all zen and, and whatnot and practice non-violence and especially like this sort of the, the way that they fight is a kind of deflection type fighting rather than attack um, and we see uh, Danny and Colleen sneaking around the pier and and they have like a bit of a charged moment in here it's like an almost kiss mm-hmm. which is weird and this is like this is the weirdest date ever. Like, I realised at that point, like, this is a very strange date that they're going on. Like, But it's not a date. But it really is a date. So, like, normal people would go out for dinner and then maybe go for a walk along along the riverside. But, no, Danny, Danny and Colleen, Danny brings the dinner to her with a table and everything and then takes her on a sneaky mission to look for heroin. <laughs> This, this is not a normal couple. It's, you haven't been out with me on a Friday night. <laughs> so yeah, they sneak around the pier and... Uh, I mean, it did seem like they were going to kiss and then Colleen's like, no, wait a minute, like... Because there's something with Danny and Joy by the, the, from her estimation. But Danny seems kind of like surprised about that because I think he sees Joy as basically like a sister. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the relationship between him and Joy is mixed. Hmm. I, th- I think that she probably has feelings for him, from what we've seen so far. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that he sees her effectively as like a sister-type figure. Same, mm-hmm. as the, it, same as the way he sees Ward as like a, a brother, basically. Uh, she does. Uh, Colleen does say as well that she's not good at talking, and neither is Danny. He's <laughs> really bad at it. Uh, but then they have they have a look at some uh, trucks that are that have arrived at the pier. So this is their delivery, and they discover that the trucks are basically just full of supplies and equipment, and certainly nothing that looks like heroin. But I mean, I don't see how they were gonna know that it was heroin <laughs> from that distance. You know, I was like, how are they going to spot Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, he's got a zoom on his phone or whatever, but, like, I mean, they could, the heroin could be stored inside, 
like computer components. Like although they say, yeah, they own the peers, so they're not like they're not they're not needing to hide it that much, but they're also probably not one to advertise it that much either. No, you're gonna hide it in stuffed animals or you yeah. know pottery or yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not gonna have like a big white bag that just says heroin on it, are you? You know. Uh, so Danny decides to go in for a closer look, and he he sneaks onto one of the trucks, and he ends up getting locked in by one of the workers, and then the truck leaves. Um, now, now my first question with this is like, as soon as you go in the truck, why the fuck is he not looking in the boxes? Because, like, even if, if they're keeping the heroin in plain sight, let's say, they would have it in those boxes. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> you didn't even think to look in them. So, like, what was in the boxes? Who knows? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> um, but seeing this, uh, Colleen uh, decides that, well, she needs to, like, keep tabs on Danny and watch his back, effectively. So she uh, ends up stealing a one of the security jeeps and... And she like follows after the after the truck. She does like knock a guy out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, while she's still in the jeep, which kind of gives away that someone was there. And uh, well, you got to find the body, but you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and whilst that's happening, uh, Danny inside the truck finds uh, a little door in the truck, which is unusual. Because like there's some sort of room inside this truck, and it leads to basically a hidden sort of apartment room almost, mm-hmm. where uh, a dude is sitting watching football or soccer, as you call it. <laughs> <laughs> and he he tells us that he is his name's Radovan, and he's the chemist. And um, there is a guard there who's like just chilling on the couch, and he pops up and uh, tries to shoot Danny. And they have a bit of a fight, smashing all of the furniture in the room, except the TV. Uh, and amongst this scuffle, the guard do- uh, like, sort of accidentally stabs the chemist in the chest before Danny manages to knock him out. Um, Danny then realises like, well, he has to get this guy out of here and get him help. Uh, so he summons the Iron Fist and punches the back door of the, the truck open and just as he does that, like Colleen has managed to catch up in the in the security jeep behind him, and Danny and this guy Radovan, the chemist, jump onto the hood of the jeep that Colleen is driving. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> little leap of logic. I mean, I could see Danny doing it, mm-hmm. but holding a a limp body, and the guy's the guy's not all that thin. Uh, that that was a little uh, far fetched. Yeah, I mean, we know that Danny does have a bit of enhanced strength and mm-hmm. uh, like agility and whatnot. I mean, we saw him flip over a car earlier in the season, mm-hmm. just from from a standing like from a standing position, just jump over a car. So, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's a massive stretch. I think what's more of a stretch is that they managed to land on the hood of the car. Well, that's, like, I mean, he, I, I could see him doing that without the body, holding the onto the body. Yeah. But that, that that's the part where I'm having an oh, issue. Oh, okay. There. Sorry, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were just meaning like him actually lifting the body. No, but, no. But yeah, I mean, the, the physics of that and like actually working out how to do that and like not be run over by the car or like bounce off it and go over the top or to the side like that. Or drop the body. Or drop the body, yeah, exactly. I mean, that just seems like that's shoot logic right there. Like being able to do that, 
So, well, I mean, keep, you keep, you know, as long as she's keeping uh, the same speed as the car, you, you, know, you know, like you said, it's physics. I mean, it can be done. We've seen it done in, you know, dozens of movies and television shows, but you usually aren't carrying somebody when you do it. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of time when you see that in like a, in a TV show and stuff like that, the, the person would jump and they'll just like smash off the windscreen and like be they'll fall away like a bug. But, it's doable, yeah. but it's not yeah. easy. <laughs> we know. And you need a you need a good dr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look for my YouTube video. That's right. Um, <laughs> Be, me and my gimpy foot here. I'm gonna, you know, uh, and you need an experienced driver too. Mm. An experienced stunt driver. Yep. So, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so they, uh, so Joy manages to somehow catch them on the hood of the car, and they they pull over and stop, and and uh, she says, "Oh, we know a nurse. I wonder who they'll go to." Not so, not Joy. Yeah, Colleen. Sorry. Uh, she says, oh, we know a nurse, and they obviously head off to, to see Claire. Uh, now, we then see Joy visiting Ward in his office to tell him about uh, Danny's video basically going viral and getting, like, over 4 million hits. But Ward is not at his desk. He's just, like, lying on his couch, and he's absolutely mashed. Absolutely mashed. Um, so it, it, it we don't actually see him take it, but it's pretty clear to me that he took the heroin. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that Danny left on his desk earlier on, because um, we know he's he's we've seen him quite a few times through the season, like taking these pills, and mm-hmm. we're not quite sure what for, but like I assume it's to like sort of stress uh, to stop him stressing out too much or whatnot. But uh, yeah, he 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 took the heroin and he is like an absolute bubbling mess. He's when Joy comes in, he's just like try to cuddle into her and like go to sleep. Like okay, this guy is off his tits. In, in no in no fit state to be having a business discussion at this point anyway. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we then see Claire trying to save Radovan using Danny's credit card in a sort of rudimentary valve sort of way. She like tapes mm-hmm. it down to his chest. Uh, I don't know, have you ever seen the movie Three Kings? No. No. Because the, something similar happens in, in the in Three Kings, where one of the characters' lungs gets deflated, and mm-hmm. they they use like a I think it's like a syringe or a needle or something like that, and every so often he has to, uh, the the character has to like release the pressure from his lung. Mm-hmm. But this uh, the way that she's set up, and I think it works better because this guy is lying down and not moving about, uh, so he every time he breathes out the the card goes up and uh, lets the air pressure go and every time he breathes in it gets sucked down and uh, keeps the air inside his lung which I mean quite clever for like what it is yeah and uh, Danny's not getting his credit card back though he's going to get a new one <laughs> yeah explain a lot of things to the cashier on that one yeah like why is your credit card covered in blood sir <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll take it back. No, 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 no. Let's. Uh, we need to call the police. I get this so many. I get so many compliments. I have uh, a Disney credit card and a mm. Marvel credit card. Nice. And, 
and I get uh, com- I, I hand it to waiters and at stores all the time, and I, all I get is, "Wow, that's a cool card." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I've I've never seen anything like that in all the time that like because I, I work in retail, so I deal with mm-hmm. a lot of like cards, and I've mm-hmm. never seen any Marvel or anything like that. The the only ones I've seen are like we get these ones over here where people like print they can get these pictures printed on them, so it's mm-hmm. like they're they've got like a picture of their kid or their, their family one on it you're like okay yeah over but here never, we... never never cool ones like marvel yeah i have uh you know i have a disney credit card with uh, vader on it nice and then i have a marvel credit card with the avengers on it ah nice cool um yeah so uh, this guy Radovan uh, asks to be taken back to the hand because uh, the hand has his daughter Sabina and he reckons that like if he doesn't go back they'll kill her and uh, or they might kill him as well. And the second that he mentions the hand, Claire is like, "Oh fuck, I don't want anything to do with this." Uh, and basically, she says that Danny's essentially just started a war by taking this guy, taking their chemist. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. Who, she knows who, what the hand can do. Yeah, because she's dealt with the the ninjas mm-hmm. before at the hospital, and she's seen all the ninjas scaling the building and like fighting Daredevil and whatnot. And this is like not something she wants to get involved with again. But she, it's her destiny. Um. So we find out that Radvan is the guy that invented the synthetic heroin, and the the hand is essentially uh, kidnapped his daughter in order to control him because that's what they do. They just kidnap people's kids and go, "Oh, you do this, or I'll kill your kid." Well, okay, I guess I'll do that then. Um, and he's obviously been brought here so that they can use him to manufacture the heroin and then distribute it from there. Uh, Claire, Claire says that her, her mum says it's her destiny to keep meeting people like Danny. These people that are getting involved and fighting against bad people like the hand and whatnot. Uh, and Colleen says that she will go with Danny up against uh, the hand. Which is yep. interesting, and 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 I think like in a future episode we'll come back to like some of the things that happen in this and, and the next episode, and and just kind of go, what what happened and why did this happen? Um, but anyway, this was now um, Madame Go. We then see inspecting the trailer that uh, Danny was in earlier on, and she files the guard. Not by giving him his P forty five or uh, his marching papers, she gives him a cane spike straight through the back of the head. <laughs> That's it. No, no, no warnings. Just nope. You're dead. You're done. You're dead to me. Away. And uh, that was the end of the episode. And like the big reveal for the end of this episode was Madame Go. But I mean, we already knew it was Madame Go. Right, because they showed her like her face for the first time in this episode, and it's the same actress and everything like that. So, mm. but I, I think they kind of like missed a, a good opportunity here by like using her voice in the the previous ones. I think it would have been better to like have have no voice and just have uh, like Harold hearing things. Mm, I understand where you're coming from. Because like they try to make this yeah, sort of I mean, I, I, they like, they try and make like, it mysterious yeah. and but if you've watched all the Netflix shows, you know the voice, you know who it is, and 
So yeah. I kind of know where you're coming from, but at the same time, that would have been just a little too weird, I think. Yeah, but I mean, if like if you're gonna like reveal her in this manner, mm-hmm. then you need to have kept her more secret. Like, or you might as well have just revealed her the first time she popped up, mm-hmm. rather than having her as a shadow. Yeah. So I, I thought this like this like sort of quote unquote cliffhanger sort of fell flat. I did like that she just like has a cane. Uh, sort of like a sword inside her cane though and she just mm-hmm. can use it as like a murder weapon <laughs> but yeah that's the end of that episode uh, so w- what did you think of this one overall um well we're finally starting to get some action and uh move you know away from the corporate and legal bullshit and origin crap and get down to what we want to see. We want, you know, we want to see Iron Fist in action. We want to see uh, him uh, taking on bad guys. Uh, so I think, in terms of that, it was a decent episode. Not my favorite. Six is actually, I think, my favorite because we we're going to okay. do that tonight. But um, I'm not. I really uh, don't. <laughs> we we don't have time. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you're, you're moving away from the first story arc, which was more or less his origin or his coming back. Yep. And now you're getting into, um, the meat of the story. Yeah. So like, what does he do now that he is Mm -hmm. back and he has Iron Fist in New York? Like, what shenanigans is he going to get into? Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a pretty, like, interesting storyline, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it it's piggybacking off of what was started off in, in Daredevil. Because, like, this whole plot thread began in Daredevil, like, the hand bringing yep. in, like, uh, well, Madame Gao with the hand and uh, bringing in the uh, heroin and stuff like that. Not, it, I don't believe it was the synthetic heroin originally, but now she's developed this new mm-hmm. heroin that can be the, the best of all the heroines, so... And you know, um, I this in episode six. What looking back, uh, from you know, be yeah. You know, well, first of all, I can see, I can understand why the critics who got the first six episodes were down on the series because the first four uh, are an origin arc, story arc mm-hmm. to an extent, yep. and are a bit slow overall. But uh, these two. Probably of the of the last eight are the two two of the best produced episodes of the series because I think things kind of go weird uh, after next episode and that's when it starts getting herky jerky and uh, a little jumpy in terms of story mm-hmm. and th- things kind of fall apart I think after episode six. So yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I kind of agree. But like this episode and, and the next episode as well, like I, I do kind of agree. Like real standout episodes. The uh, and after watching like this one and then the next one, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to watch the next one. But then I think back and I'm like, I remember it wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this this was a story. This was. You know, this was a two-episode story, more or less, hmm. uh, basically dealing with the chemist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, you know, they they 
find him. You know, they they do their investigation. They find him. They have the 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 fight. They have the car scene. Uh, what goes on next episode, which we'll get into next episode, uh, is phenomenal, and that and that look part of the storyline more or less resolves itself. It still continues on a bit, but and you know we're not done with the hand yet, but the two episodes together uh, work as a good a, a decent story arc, and then what comes with seven through thirteen. I mean, there's some high points in there as well, but it's kind of where the series just kind of goes in so many different directions and nothing is fleshed out. I think I, I think they take on too much in the last seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it might have kind of lost its way a bit. I'll be curious to see like how much I enjoy it like on a second watch, now that I know all the things and mm-hmm. what everything leads to, whether I maybe enjoy it more, like knowing all the things I don't know I can kind of piece it together a little bit better I don't know we'll, we'll see but yeah like 5 and 6 brilliant. both great episodes some like interesting fighting and stuff like that in this episode as well because you've got the whole like the the, the kind of dance fight between Collie mm. and Danny and then you've got the just like all out fight for your life survival fight in the truck with Danny and the, the guard guy so do you have any other thoughts on the episode? Um, no, I think I think that was pretty much it. But I really liked this episode. I thought it was really well done. Uh, they they got the balance right between like the mysticism, the fighting, and then the, the legal mumbo jumbo stuff. Yes, absolutely. And uh, all right, well, I think we wrap it up here, Andy. Yeah. And you know, like we said, next next episode will certainly be six, possibly seven as well, depending on how much news and how I feel. Um, <laughs> you, I, now that I have medication, this hopefully this is gone in a day. Um, but uh, and we've already done tweets, so let's wrap it up, Andy. Uh, when you're not jumping out of the back of trucks, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me trying to throw Ali under trucks every Tuesday. <laughs> under a truck or under a bus? Well, both. Either. Don't care. <laughs> Anyone will do. Um, 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time on 42 Level 1, liveinallgames.com. We uh, talk everything, movies, TV shows, and mainly video games. And you can find all our episodes archived over on All Games, as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And you can find me Tuesday nights on the B Team Podcast dot or the B Team Podcast over on allgames.com, 9 p.m. Eastern, where my co-host Ryan, Fred, and Eli and and I discuss video games, movie, TV, and some tech from time to time. Come check it out. We have a great time there. And you can also catch me Thursday nights, I think, on uh, Knuckleballer Radio with my co-host. Sean Freeman and Eli, aka So Doom, where we discuss everything. We're on a bit of a hiatus with Knuckleballer right now. Um, we're retooling the show slightly, and we will be back live Thursday nights, 9 p.m., August 31st, with uh, Knuckleballer 3.0. So check it out. It's a good time. So, all right, Andy. Uh, 
let's wrap this up. Thank you to All Games for uh, broadcasting our shows. Thank you to all our listeners who either download or stream it or however you get this. Uh, we will be back next week. And remember, I don't care if you're jumping out of a truck onto the hood of a gorgeous red convertible, whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.
gonna shuffle his deck clean.